Hello, friends, and happy Thursday. It is not Thursday for me. It is actually Saturday evening, and I am doing a very late-night working session because I plan to take Monday through Thursday off because I will be doing some traveling, so that means that I get to be up till midnight working tonight so that I can get all my work done in preparation for this trip. Um, this is 100% on me, the reason I'm doing it at 10 p.m., because I had a very nice morning. And I could have spent it working, and then I wouldn't be working right now, but I made that choice and I will live with it. But anyway, I'm recording this in advance, obviously, because I will actually probably be back by by Thursday. I'm coming home on Thursday, but you won't know that. Um, but I like to record this in advance, and I'm doing it right now. So I thought I would do a very, very realistic and authentic and real and open um, year in review since we are coming up on the end of the year slash end of the decade. So I'm going to talk about money. So I talk about money a lot, but I have never really broken it down. And I've recently been in a YouTube spiral of watching those like how I spend my money videos. Like I'm into it. Like let's, let's everyone right now tell how much we make because I found, you know what, that's like a really interesting thing for me because I... I have always been interested in learning how much other people make. I think it's very strange that there's this stigma around like talking about how much your salary is or like how much you get paid. Even with like small part-time positions, I find that taboo very weird. And honestly, it's based around employers who don't want to pay equally. And I think that's bogus. So weird story that doesn't relate. Um, once when I was working my crappy job at that office um, that I talk about literally every single episode somehow. Um, I was carpooling with a friend one day. Well, she was a co-worker at the time. Now we're pretty close friends, but like at the time we were just co-workers and uh, we were just driving. And then I don't know who started the conversation, but like I had known this girl for like seven months and we had never really talked like intimately in any way like not beyond co-workers but we were in a car together so I, I like I don't I think I said it I was like how much are you getting paid it like finally came out because I was like I gotta I just need answers you know and then and I had already put in my two weeks so like I could not be hurt at this point and she told me how much she was getting paid and I was like a good grief so we actually had the same experience of this company um, promising us to get a raise and then they didn't give it to us and we both had the exact same experience and we were both getting severely underpaid and both of us were shook by this revelation so uh, the moral of the story is like being more open about money is only a good thing I understand that it's intimidating to say you don't make that much or that you make more than maybe other people think you do but at the same time I think it's really important to be transparent because if you aren't then a lot of people can get taken advantage of or you don't know when it's appropriate to ask for a raise or you can just let your horrible company not give you the money they said they would and just live like that because you're a pushover like me um but yeah I just think it's important especially in the freelancing and blogger world like so much of that is new and unusual and a lot of people just don't even know what a normal payment is like what does the normal payment look like is it even possible to make a full-time income like what's the deal and i think if we were all a little bit more open about that then it would be more realistic because honestly this has been a journey and a half and i wasn't always making very good money and i'm going to be very obvious about that in this episode and I, it has taken me a long time to get where I am today. And I still have a very long way to go. And I am in no way reaching the peak of my career, I hope. And it's just a long time coming. So let's talk money. So first, before we talk 
about money, even though I just said that, um, let me be upfront about a few things. So first of all, I am privileged in a lot of ways. First of all, um, I am in good health. I don't have medical expenses or anything crazy like that. I don't usually need to pay for doctor's visits or like unnecessary medical things. Um, so that is a privilege. I went to a very nice high school. I was lucky. I got a scholarship. I, I was very lucky for this opportunity. That led me to other privileged opportunities like Semester at Sea, and then I've, I've done a lot of traveling, and I have done, um, I went to a private college, um, which was, again, I had a scholarship for that, but even then, I, I had a lot of help. Um, I did not, my parents didn't pay for my college. Um, I took out a lot of student loans. Haha, <laughs> love that. But um, I did get some assistance from the state. And then I also had a college savings plan, um, which paid a percentage because I went to a private school because I'm a dumb idiot. So it paid a, a small percentage of my tuition and the rest was covered by student loans. And then I paid for my own living expenses um, through working 50 million side jobs. And then I have graduated three years ago, so I'm currently paying off my student loans. I pay about $350 a month. Um, I will be paying that amount for at least seven years, so I love that. Um, it's really horrible. Um, so in addition to that, I also need to say that I live with my boyfriend. We share the rent, um, so I'm privileged in that way. Um, I cover all of the bills and the utilities. Um, there are a few things I don't pay for, like my cell phone, um, but I do have a lot of extras that I do pay for, like 50 million streaming services because I can't be alone with my thoughts, and um, I have a car, I pay for that, um, like these kinds of things. So keep that in mind when you see, like sometimes if I tell you like my income, you'll be like, oh my god, um, like where does the money go? Like why aren't you doing better financially? Um, my money goes to my debt. Um, so there's that. I also live in a very high cost of living area, so things are not very affordable here, and I do that by choice, and I realize that is a choice. Um, but it, I just wanted to, before we begin, just talk about those things so that um, we're just being very clear. I understand that I have a lot of privileges, and at the same time, I understand that I have a lot of debt. So <laughs> it's a bit well-rounded there. So um, keep that in mind when I talk about numbers. So again, this should be obvious, but I'm not talking about this in any way to brag or like rub this in anyone's face because everyone's situation is different. Um, I personally believe that this isn't a very spectacular like thing to share. Like nothing I hope is going to shock you and you'll be like, wow, she is just taken off because I, I don't really feel that way. Um, I don't really know how much people usually make within their first three years of graduating college. I feel like a lot of people don't know because a lot of people don't talk about it. And then also keep in mind that I'm going to only be talking about pre-tax income here and I will be paying around 15% of this to taxes um, because that is what it's like. Um, I live in a state that does not have income tax, thank the Lord. So that also saves me, whereas if I lived in one of the 40 states that does charge income tax, um, I would also need to pay more, probably around 25%. So thank God for that. But um, let's get into it. So last year, <laughs> I keep I keep very accurate track of my money. I have another podcast about how I track my income and my expenses. So last year was my first year working full time for myself, although I did work for another company for the first, um, I would say, five months of that year. So I 
that income is not included in this, obviously. Um, this is just my freelancing and my blogging money, but I did make money through another source, so keep that in mind. But I made 37000 in 2018. So that, to me, was comfortable. That was good. And I mean good, like, quote-unquote. Like, obviously, I'm not going to be like, well, I'm done now. I'll just keep doing this. Um, <laughs> what I mean is it was good because that was enough for me to pay my expenses, um, start paying back my student loans, etc., and to, like, have some to save. That, that to me, is good. Um, if I'm able to pay all my expenses and I'm able to continue consistently save, like, we're doing great. Um, I'm not trying to go blow all my money on anything. I don't really buy expensive things on the reg. Um, the only expensive thing I continuously purchase because I have an addiction is um, travel. So I I'm go on trips pretty frequently and I would say that's where the biggest like spend, splurge blend is, splurge blend, <laughs> splurge purchase is for me. So last year I made 37,000. This year I am on track to make around 44,000. And that is good. Again, um, I'm sort I'm not gonna lie, I was a little bit disappointed with that number because I expected it to be more because I personally have experienced a lot of growth this year and I, it's been a lot of change. So like at the end of that, it feels to me like there should be a more successful payoff. Um, but rationally, I understand why there's not. So let's talk about breaking it down. So my lowest month this year was two months ago, and I made $2,300. Um, that was my lowest month, which is crazy because in the past, like two years ago, if I made that in a month, I would have thought I was rich as heck. I would have been like, girl, you made it. Um, but <laughs> I come from a pretty poor background um, where money wasn't very available. So I guess I can see why that to me, even though like when you add that up like over a, a year, that's that's not that's not that special. Like that's like a typical minimum wage, 40 hour a week job could probably make that amount. So I was like, okay. But at the time that that's good for me. Like that really is, um, I don't have kids. I don't have dependents except for my dog. So like, um, I don't have <laughs> anything really crazy to spend my money on. It was just me. So, um, that was a good number for me. And it still is like, I was, I was okay making that amount. I was cutting it close with my expenses. That's how many expenses I had. But, um, it was fine. I, I didn't die. I'm still eating, so that's good. Um, my highest month this year is this month, and I'm proud to say I have surpassed $6,000 for the first time in my gosh darn life in one month. Um, I don't know if this is good or not. It feels really good to me because I feel like it's been a long time coming. Um, I made $6,200 this month, or I'm projected to, unless nothing drastically changes. It could be a little bit more, a little bit less, but it's going to be around that number, I hope. Um, we're already almost there, but like, I mean, as long as nothing changes, it will be there. Um, so this is amazing for me because... Um, reaching that number has been a big goal of mine for a while and it came pretty easily and I'm on track to consistently make that or something in that ballpark um, for the near future. I say the near future because freelancing is never predictable and nothing is guaranteed so um, everything could blow up in my face tomorrow but like for now that's where we're at and I, I can I feel pretty confident that that will be more of the standard moving forward, which would be ideal, um, at least for where I am right now in my life. I'm not of the person who is kind of like always need to get more, more, more. Like, I mean, I get, I like to get comfortable in my position.
position and I like to allow myself to get comfortable in it. So if I am at a comfortable financial level, like I don't need to push myself like beyond, I'm okay coasting for a bit. I will eventually push, but I like to coast. Let me coast. I have so much anxiety. Please just let me coast. Um, so let's talk about what I did better this year um, and also what I did worse because uh, there's both. So this year I... I, I became pretty good at setting boundaries. I'm proud of myself for deciding um, the type of clients I want to work with. I had a lot of really important lessons this year about working with clients who weren't a good fit for me and the power of saying no. I would say last month I majorly overextended myself. I was working so much, she says, as she works at 9 p.m. on a Saturday night. But I had over agreed to stuff because I was desperate for money because I had that low month, like I just said. And I've learned about myself uh, through this experience that when I experience those low months, I panic. I do not do well under pressure. I had a stress rash like every single day. Um, I really have a lot of fear um, and anxiety about money. And it is something I've dealt with my entire life. And I'm horrified that I will be dealing with it for the rest of my life. And I don't know how to fix it because I have a pretty large safety net. Um, which I had to use in this time of crisis, quote unquote. Um, and it was fine. Like, it was fine. It's still fine. But for some reason, I can't turn off the fight or flight instinct in my head. It's called uh, chronic anxiety, and I don't know what to do about it. But it's going to be okay, probably. Um, because I am getting better about setting boundaries, I did pull back when that situation became too much. And I'm really proud of myself for actually pulling back. Um, in the past, I definitely wouldn't have. I would have just worked through it until I um, had a breakdown. So I'm glad that I didn't do that. So A plus for self-improvement, guys. Okay, so next, I also did really well with diversifying my income. And I say this because your girl used to get 90% of her income from one client. And then when I fired that client in June, <laughs> she wasn't doing well. So that is where the spiral began. Um, I think in July, or maybe it was August. I don't know. I think it was August um, was when I fired uh, my biggest clients who became too much of a nuisance. Um, they weren't paying me very much. Like they were paying me fine, but like it wasn't enough. Um, and the amount of work was unreasonable and they would expect work like in 24 hours, etc. And I had had enough of it after working for them for two years. Um, and I just politely withdrew. And while that was on the surface, it was good for my mental health, but like in reality, it was horrible for my mental health because it just sent me into like a panic for literally three months. And that was insane. And I don't know if I would do it again that way. Like, I feel like I should have waited it out um, and just set more boundaries and then eased back as soon as I had other clients. But in the moment, I felt like there was nothing I could do because I was having that good, that good, good breakdown. So that's fun. Um, but lesson learned there. So I think if it wasn't for those few months of like adjusting to my weird limbo client situation, I would have earned the amount that I was expecting to earn, you know, where I, I felt like there needed to be more improvement. I think I will. I know that's where it happened because I was earning like steadily around 3500 to like 4000-ish a month, which was a, a safe, healthy zone for, for my budget. And then it dropped significantly for like 
three months. And it's not like I had no money coming in because I do make money through my blog. And I did have other clients, but they they weren't um, as big of projects. So it just didn't, it didn't equal out. And that was a really big challenge for me. But um, one thing that I did pretty well this year was blog traffic. I obviously didn't have amazing blog traffic because everyone's struggling right now. But I did get consistent ad revenue from my blog and I started a new blog which actually has been monetized through traffic as well. So that was really exciting and really good news. So in the future, that will be better. Um, it's becoming easier to predict like my ad revenue um, based on the time of year. So like right now is really bad, but um, in the summer it was it was amazing. So <laughs> those are just things that are getting easier for me and I'm really glad about that. Um, so let's talk about what hurt me. Um, I basically already did. So the biggest thing was firing that client. I understand why I did it. I get it, like I get what she was doing, but also zero out of 10 for execution. Um, I, I, I don't know if there would have been another solution because I was so dead set on doing it, but I wish that I could have <laughs> just done it less drastically because it really did send my finances into a nosedive and that was really hard to deal with. And I am only just now, like in the past two months, like actually recovering from that. Luckily it worked out. I was able to like find clients that paid me better and I'm having a, a much better time working for them. Like I feel like the work is better suited to my goals and my, my skills. And I just, I like what I'm doing more, but oh, what a journey it was. It just took several months to get there and that was my bad. Um, so the other thing that hurt me was that adjustment period of trying to figure that out um, to switch to the new clients. I got much better at pitching myself. I had a lot of dud clients that I had to get through to find the ones that I liked. I had a lot of one-off clients or clients that would ghost me just like randomly. So that was really hard to deal with and it wasn't fun. And it definitely drained me a lot, but I'm glad that I'm through it now for at least the meantime. And I think if I had to deal with the situation again, I would be a lot smarter about it. So what am I doing next year? Let's talk about next year. So I definitely want to continue with my blog traffic. I want to really focus on that. Um, probably primarily as term in terms of like my own projects. That's what I care about the most. Um, the next thing I want to do is build a larger safety net. Um, I did have a pretty good safety net this year. I'm so thankful for that because your girl would have been um, in, a, in a pickle with her rent. So I'm very glad that that happened and that I had prepared in advance. I think having an emergency fund with several months of expenses is so important. And it honestly is the, it should be in theory, the biggest stress relief. But for me, it's not because I still panic. But um, I think I want to continue building that. As I said, I had to dip into it a little bit in the past two months when I was dealing with that really low month um, to like just make sure that I was able to keep up with my debt payoff. I didn't halt any of my debt payoff. I will say that. That was one of the things I'm proud of is that even in those low financially tough moments, I like found the money to continue my debt payoff journey, quote unquote, um, as aggressively as I was before because that was really important to me. And I the thought of getting behind on that, like, oh, God, that sends me into a spiral. So I didn't want to do that. So I'm glad I didn't have to. But in the future, I would want an even larger safety net, obviously, just to prepare for those things <laughs> with a little bit more confidence. I don't really know what that magic number would be for me, but I'm hoping to figure it out. And then last but not least, I turn 25 next year and I told myself that I will start saving for retirement when I turn 25. So that's what we're doing. Um, that's terrifying because I'm 25 and I feel like that's so young, but I work for myself and I need to start preparing really gosh darn early. If anything, I'm late. Honestly, I am late, um, but I need that 
that Roth IRA up in here because I don't have a 401k and I don't anticipate having an employer to deal with that. So in the meantime, it's up to me to just save for myself. So I will be doing that and it will be fine. So those were my finances from 2018 and 2019. Um, in the future, I plan to do a more in-depth breakdown of like an income report, but I need things to stabilize a little bit more because nothing has been consistent. Um, I think in the next month or two, I will have a much better picture of like what a typical month looks like for me. And I would love to talk about it some more. So if you're interested, let me know because I love hearing what other freelancers are making, uh, obviously, what bloggers are making, what they're charging. I love hearing about um, even what just regular people with regular jobs are making. Like I'm interested, let's talk about it. Um, I think it should be more open and obvious, et cetera, et cetera. And until that happens, um, I'm going to keep yelling about it on the internet. So now y'all know what I make. Please don't rob me. Also, I'm sorry if this was offensive or if it made you uncomfortable. Um, I hope it didn't. Anyway, uh, have a happy holiday and have a very productive week. Bye. Bye.